Leslie on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Ohio State, since we had a podcast, Ohio State has canceled in-person classes through the end of March. So is Miami, so is Ohio U, so is Bowling Green. In fact, Macy, my daughter, came home from Bowling Green yesterday. They have spring break next week and everything is going to be online until April 6th. That's just, I think, in, in coordination with their spring break. Okay. Um, of course, my first question is, where are you going to do rehab? Yeah. Because, no, but uh, Dr. Pete, or yes. one. I, I, I think. Right up the street. I think that's the good way to look at our current situation all the way around, Mr. Spielman, as we begin a Friday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Things are changing by the minute, uh-huh. but we rely, rely on the people we know have been faithful in the past. Orthopedic One has been to yes. you, to me. Macy to many others uh, but it's a challenging time and uh, never has it been more true that the news cycle uh, is a cycle an ever-changing cycle than now is every time I look I find a new event canceled uh, new precautions put in place for COVID-19 the PGA Tour yesterday had the first round of the Players Championship without fans today they will not have the second round they have canceled and everything well, else has been canceled since we last spoke I look uh I, I've always been a conservative guy, both in my um, philosophy and how I live my life. And I think it's absolutely the right way to go. It may seem like somewhat of an overreaction, but I do. I spent uh, two days actually diving into this coronavirus and COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting over a cold, so I appreciate you letting me be in here. No worries. I did call the doctor. Uh, he said, you have a fever? And I said, nope. And he said, you'll be fine. And I don't want to take up somebody's time. He's very sure. busy. So. Sure. But anyway, I, I, I was looking at it, and, you know, I'm, I'm not so worried much if, uh, about the young people, but I am worried about my, my mom mm-hmm. and, and my in-laws and, you know, Stephanie's mom, and she's my in-law. But I just uh, I, I think there's some reason for concern, but – you know, John Husted was on. I watched a press conference every day from Governor DeWine and Dr. Uh, Amy Acton, I believe, is head of the public health department, and uh, John Husted. And John had a great point. He said that we all have to do a civic duty, and I, I agree with that. I mean, sometimes as generations or whatever, we have, we're called to sacrifice a little bit, and and this is our time, and, and our time to step up and, and, and sacrifice. And I think, you know... Don't panic and be smart. I've never been so clean in my life. Yeah. Uh, I've done things that I haven't done ever, but I, I do take it seriously. And I I like the idea that they're, they're canceling these events because everything I see is about controlling that curve. Controlling that curve of people infected. Basically what that means is that let's say that there's a capacity to care for, we'll just throw a number out, 100,000 people at one time. Yeah. In critical care beds, uh, you can care for 100,000 people at a time. If you can spread out the number of people who get it and need a critical care bed so that never more than 100,000 need the beds, then you can obviously give everyone the best care possible. But if you don't take these precautions and you hold the NCAA tournament and you hold spring sports and you hold the Ohio High School Athletic Association championships and kids keep going to college – then there's a spike, an initial spike in everybody getting it, right. and you need, let's say, a half a million critical care beds. We'll do the math. 400,000 yeah. people can't get the care that they need. So, uh, and, you know, I, I, I think it's just smart. Legally, I think it's smart also. I mean, yeah. that's why the governor had to sign an order uh, yesterday. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, and like everything, I think God is in control of this, and Amen. this too will pass. Uh, I also think it's a wonderful opportunity for uh, leaders to come together and fight a common enemy instead of fighting amongst themselves. And hopefully we'll, we'll see that if they get this coronavirus bill passed, uh, that would be of benefit instead of ripping each other all the time, just come together and, and fight this enemy and, and err on the side of caution. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, uh, I am, however, going to do a coronavirus free day today after I leave here because I'm, a little bit burned out on it, and I think I have all the information. The other um, positive note, there's this one website that I've been following on this coronavirus because, you know, I, I, I've always preached balance, right? Be, yeah. Be spiritually, physically, 
mentally into it. Um, I think that the positive note that I read on this website, let me find it, give me one second here, sure. because I think it's it's important to know, and we don't hear this a lot. And actually, the AP reported it yesterday, which was a little shocking um, because it's not sexy news, that the AP reported that there was uh, uh, 60,000 people re- recovered and moving on from yes. this, right? So. Yes. Right now, the current status is there are uh, 135,866 cases around the world. Worldwide. 4,992 deaths, 70,427 complete recoveries. Right now, the people that have it in the active cases out of the 60,000 active cases, 55,000 have mild symptoms than uh, 5,000 or serious or, or critical condition, which obviously I'm going to say a prayer for those people and hopefully they're getting the care. But, you know, I almost, uh, I almost feel, I almost felt guilty about calling a doctor, but I, I thought I was just being responsible. Yeah. I think know? it's responsible. At this and point. once he told me, do you have a fever? And I said, no, he said, then you'll you know, be fine. You're fine. See you later. Uh, yeah, so we'll to get into some of the numbers on this. Uh, as it concerns Ohio State, uh, just about everything has been canceled that can be canceled athletically except for one thing, and I would fully expect the remainder of spring football practice to be canceled today. They've uh, certainly curtailed their football recruiting, their travel, their on-campus visits by prospective recruits. They've canceled the spring game Uh the NCAA stepped in and suspended all spring sports. Yeah. So I was going to the Ohio State baseball opener this weekend against Liberty University. That won't happen. No spring sports will happen. That's no track, shame. no softball, no anything. I feel bad for those yeah. uh, people. And there's a level of uh, uh, conversation about the future that we'll discuss coming up here on the podcast. But they can't have spring football practice. Just the optics of it look bad if they can't practice baseball, if they can't practice track, if they can't do all that stuff. So that that announcement surely is coming today. Just like you knew yesterday, Chris Holtman said from the Big Ten tournament, look, we all know where this is going. The NCAA tournament hasn't been canceled yet, but it's going to be, and it certainly was later in the day. Uh, so uh, we'll get into all that. But first, but first, Mr. Spielman, we have uh, on our table, for those of you watching on YouTube, a travel mug to our new friends and sponsors, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters in Mechanicsburg. Here behind us, wow. you see the website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You got the T-shirt and everything. I got the T-shirt on. There's a T-shirt for you. Nice. This T-shirt was in your uh, box of K-Cups, as you requested. <laughs> a Nicaraguan blend coffee. If you missed the Wednesday edition of the podcast, uh, this is a really cool thing. I'll try to shorten up the story, but we have a listener, Andy, who works at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters in Mechanicsburg. And he was making all the jokes that we make on the podcast about the hinterlands and yeah. this, that, and the other. You could tell he was an absolute dialed-in listener. Uh, and he mentioned his coffee company. I looked it up online. It's a great company that does things. Uh, I think their motto is good coffee, uh, doing good. And they do. They have uh, helped plant churches in Nicaragua by paying the growers of the coffee directly. They've saved 70 women in Thailand from a likely um, sex trafficking Ugh. life because there's no other way to make a living for women in this remote part of Thailand. You work in the coffee industry or you work in the sex trafficking industry. And this way, Paul and his lovely wife, Grace, pay the growers directly. So they cut out the middleman. The farmers get more money. They can support more people. And so we would highly recommend uh, you patronize uh, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. And if you got you, a deal for him, too, right? We got a deal for him. Andy just emailed us this morning here, uh, right before 7 o'clock, that if you use the promo code in all caps, it has to be in all caps or it won't work, we tackle life, all caps, we tackle life, they'll give you 15% off anything you order from Hemisphere. Now, I think Andy told me yesterday that if you order, I think, three bags of coffee, I don't know what the how big the bags are because I'm not a coffee person, that their sh- their shipping costs are minimal. I think the first shipping cost one bag was three bucks. I, and I, I don't quote me on the shipping, but I know if you order three, shipping's free. Right. They have K cups. They have Nicaraguan blend. You can go on their website and find everything. They have a flavored coffee that they say is very popular with some people. Uh, but they have 
coffee from Thailand, coffee from Nicaragua. They're looking into getting coffee from Ecuador. And so Spiels will be sampling the coffee. He brought the Keurig. <laughs> no, it's broken. I, I got a piece missing. One piece missing. With the, the most important piece, the K-cup the, holder. The K-cup holder. Which but, is very disappointing, but I will have a, a full review on Monday. Yes. And we want to thank whoever the two uh, listeners are who have already ordered from Hemisphere. Thank you very much. And they mentioned in their email contact at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com that they found out about it on the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Well, so I would go. say this to, to churches in particular. If you're in charge of the coffee at a church, if you're a pastor who listens to this, if you have influence at a church, your church should buy your coffee from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Yeah, because it's building churches. It's building churches in—it's it's a mission, okay? It's it's doing mission work. Yeah. So uh, look into that, and we want to thank uh, Andy and everybody at Hemisphere Coffee and I can't wait to— 15% off. Give a Hulu. full review, yeah. so it's going to be an honest review. I might not like it. No, you'll like it. I'll okay. Show you, what. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I'm not a coffee guy, so yesterday Grace uh, fixed us a chai latte, okay? Yeah. And I was like— I want to be polite. We're having a great conversation. Yeah. They're showing me their facility in Mechanicsburg, which is beautiful. The retail store in Mechanicsburg, by the way, is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And she brought me one, and she brought Katie one. Katie, my daughter, went yeah. with me. And I, so I was gonna, I was gonna drink it. It was delicious, delicious. Now I know chai latte is probably not real coffee, right? I, I don't know. Oh man, I just drink good. coffee. I now get into why these uh, kids spend what they spend at. <laughs> coffee places because that was delicious yes it is delicious okay so hemispherecoffeeroasters.com all right let's try to tackle some of the corona stuff from a sports perspective um you and i both are supportive of the cancellations correct yes i don't like it but uh, i think it's the right thing to do that doesn't mean it's easy or i don't like it and that the uh i feel really really bad for a lot of these guys and so hopefully there can be Let's tackle. Let's take yeah. it. Make it personal. Andre Wesson. Andre Wesson's not an NBA player. Right. Okay. Andre Wesson, a Westerville kid, playing for Ohio State. His senior year in the NCAA tournament. He's hoping to get to the and the Big Ten tournament. And the Big Ten tournament. Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four. Holy Grail for Andre Wesson. Lifetime memory. Absolutely. If he can do it. Okay. So it's taken away from him. He's he gets up yesterday. He goes through a walkthrough for a game six thirty against Purdue, and then he and everyone else in his situation opportunity gone should we look at this is being floated now and i'm sure there's going to be we react to this in levels oh my goodness it's canceled then we think okay well what can we do to make it right make people whole one of the things joe castiglione oklahoma athletic director yesterday was uh said was he would favor i think he was talking about the spring sports an extra year of eligibility granted to everyone who does not get the opportunity to compete in a spring sport I, I can understand the spring sport aspect of it. I don't know about basketball, though. I, okay. Because you had a full season, you had basically. A, you had a full season, but that season is one that builds toward. Right, yeah. I mean, I can see both, and I don't think financially it would be that big of a hit on the institutions. Some of it it would be, because if you're paying scholarships and all of a sudden you have – what, 12 guys on a basketball Yeah, you'd have to make dispensation. You'd have to increase scholarships on so a per-school basis. A one-year exemption on that. Sure, Maybe you can't. 15, 15 to 17 scholarships. Yeah, you or, can't deny. First of all, what I wouldn't do is say, okay, now everybody gets 16 scholarships. I wouldn't do that. I would just say seniors. we'll give you a waiver for your seniors who want to come yeah, back. seniors only. Right, and it's individual. It's like Marquette, you need one, you get one. Ohio State, you need two, you get two. Yeah. I would but it, do it that way. It would have to be a senior or the last year of eligibility. Last year of eligibility, yes. So I think now, there'll that... be guys like Cassius Winston who probably wouldn't take it. He probably wants to go to the NBA and play. Yeah. But I, guys like Andre Wesson probably would take it. I, I would take it if I were Andre. So at least uh, they float that opportunity. But I, I do agree with Joe do you know him, by the way? I do yeah. not. He's a interesting guy. I hear he's guy. really good at he's, what he does. He's really good. He's uh, he's a very nice man, very engaging, interesting. Um, I do think you just uh, robbing the kids from their spring season. I think there should be full exemptions for anybody that may want it mm-hmm. to come back for baseball or track or lacrosse mm-hmm. uh, on both sides or whatever other spring sports there may be for those kids to have the opportunity. 
to compete uh, for there. And would you keep it at seniors for that too, or would you add an extra year? I would keep it at seniors. Yeah. Anybody who was in 2020 going to consume their final year of eligibility, they would get another year of eligibility. Yeah. And um, you know, that's. I think that's that's wise. I think that's something that should be talked about. I think it's the right thing to do. And I mean, you know, these kids are being nobody's being punished, but because of the the difficult circumstances that we face as a world, not just as a country, but as a world, mm-hmm. they are asked to make a sacrifice, and their sacrifice is that they can't make the sport. So when this thing runs its course, and we get back to life as we know it and normality. Uh, they get to hit the reset button, and if we have the ways and means to make that happen, then I certainly think that that should be put into play where all those kids get a chance to hit the reset button and kind of relive their senior year. Uh, you can always email the podcast, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. We'll get to your emails later on. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Anywhere else? SpielmanHooley.com. SpielmanAndHooley.com. You're the CEO of that Yeah, stuff. I was trying I, to. I just retweet, We Tackle Life. We Tackle Life. I've been exactly. told. I was mandated at from the tackle. top. Yeah. Retweet. The CEO just sent me a caps, all caps. Boy, is he a Demand jerk. or an order. I that know. That CEO is, man, is he a jerk. I don't spend my life on Twitter like somebody else in this room. Boy, I got to get off Twitter now. And this, this Twitter is a home for idiots now with all this stuff going on. I, I was wondering how you were. It's, it's such a, test a challenge, for you. man. It's, it's, it's good, such a challenge. <laughs> I so, can see you pacing around like, this, the hinterlands yeah. and the farmlands out here hanging out with Star in the barn <laughs> of how you want to just throw some facts on somebody. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, yesterday, I was at Costco because I had made a previous appointment to get my tires checked. Okay, so Thursday at 11 a.m. is typically like ghost town time at Costco. Yeah. It was packed. I've never seen the Dublin Costco this full of people. Really? The checkout lines were from the front of the store all the way to the back to the meat department. And, I mean, virtually every cart was heaped to the top. So I just did a little humanity survey. I'm like, oh, what are all these folks buying? Well, they're buying <laughs> cases of paper towels, cases of toilet paper, and 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 bottled water. I don't understand that. I mean, bottled water, everybody, almost everybody had one case, many two cases of bottled water. Why? So I'm trying to, like, process this, and I'm like, okay, paper towels, all right, you're going to clean. I get it. All right, I guess you don't want to clean with rags and then wash it. You get a rag and put it in the washer. So I guess the paper towels, okay, that was my explanation for the paper towels. The toilet paper, I I, I don't want to get into the X's and O's, how the virus manifests itself. You could put those two things together yourself. But the bottled water was the head scratcher for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, is the virus in the water supply? Yeah, I don't. Is the water like we're not going to have water? I don't understand that. It's just a hoarding mentality. So what do do I need if I'm cooped up at home? I need ah, bottled water. (laughs) I I don't don't get it. My wife said toilet paper. She always goes to grocery Monday after work. Yeah. Last Monday, she bought... You know, the big thing of toilet paper. The hoolies are covered. We're for covered. All right. Three bucks. She went this past Monday, 10 bucks. Wow. 10 bucks. She didn't buy any. She yeah. just noticed. And it was flying off the shelves. I had Twitter yesterday was full of people tweeting pictures of empty store shelves. This became a thing. My friend Pedro Gomez, Awatuki. You know, Piggly Wiggly, empty shelves. Todd Jones, former dispatch guy yeah. now with Ohio State. Walmart, empty shelves. <laughs> it's just, it's like we're having a a, a three-week blizzard. People yeah. are stocking up. So, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting it is. observation it's an interesting on humanity. Time. I mean, I'm walking out, I'm driving out here, and it's, it's uh, a little bit eerie. It feels it almost a little bit like after 9-11 yeah. felt to me, where there's yep. a just, there's uncertainty. And I think that's what's troubling people. So when there's uncertainty, um, I think people panic just a just a little bit. And, and I get that, you know. I mean, I I do think I don't understand the water because I think the water is fine. I think it's fine. You know, you can take tap water and you can boil it if you need to. But well. why do would you need to boil? I don't it? just, just make you feel better. I guess. I, somebody's having a baby, is, they I, go boil water. 
you know, maybe I, it gives you something to do. That's my my biggest concern is like el- the elderly and yes. uh, just listening to uh, again that press conference yesterday. That seemed to be the co- uh, Governor Dewine and uh, Lieutenant Governor Houston and and Doctor Acton's biggest concern too is that like if if one of your girls, gosh forbid, knock on wood, I'm not saying this, or one of my kids, you know. I was looking at the mortality rate. Somebody uh, like 25 or under, the chance of them having death come upon them is they have a 99.8% survival rate. Mm -hmm. In other words, 100%. I don't know where it happened or whatever. But so, and 98% of those are going to be mild symptoms. Like they, some of people don't even know they have it yeah, because the symptoms right. are so mild. That's why the, the numbers on the death rate at this point right. can't necessarily be trusted because the only people who've been diagnosed are the people who are critically ill. Right. There's a lot of people, if you just get a sniffle, you don't think, oh, I better go in and be tested. Right. You just deal with it. Yeah. And like me. I mean, that's why I called my doctor. Um, but I've had this for about before I don't know. Who knows? By the way, doctors, this has given me a new appreciation for doctors because they are so smart. My friend Roy is a doctor, and man, is he smart. And he has been sending some really uh, insightful information. And this gets to why, why does everything have to be canceled? There are people who are cheesed off about that. Well, we talked about the need for critical care beds. Roy sent me a graphic that explains, number one, why the death rate might be so high in China. And why we need to flatten this curve of heavy infection right away. It's a graphic that shows the number of critical care beds per capita, per number of people, in various countries around the world. As you might expect, the United States is first. We have the most critical care beds. Right. But I'm surprised it's this low. 60-some thousand. Per 100,000 people. So for every 100,000 people, how many critical care beds would you expect? I expected a much 60. higher number. It's 35. Yeah. I expected the number to be much higher. I would have expected 35 beds per 10,000. Yeah. It's 35 critical care beds per 100,000 people. We have 35. China has 3.6. Mm-hmm. China, 3.6. Italy is oh, Italy has... 12.5. So you hear these dire numbers from Italy and these dire numbers from China. That gives some texture to why the numbers are as, yeah. as scary as they are. Well, and the other thing with China I was reading, you know, I'm, I think 65% of the male population smokes. And so I think smokers... Their respiratory yeah, system is compromised. It's, um, and Italy, yeah. their, their, I don't know whether it's median age or their average age... Is the, it's the most aged population per capita in the world. So, so this, we know, is more of a threat to the higher in age. So every, yeah, so that's what, I mean, I'm not just saying, I'm not, nobody's making light, just no, presenting no, facts. No. And, and I, I look at it, and, and I think the, the point that I was making, that the governor was making, is that, you know, if you just do the, the social distancing, which is going to be the word of the year, I believe, mm-hmm. And, and just be smart. And then, like, I'm not going to go around any of my in-laws because I have a, this, I'm getting over a cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go around them. I'm not going to go around my mom in Minnesota, my in-laws in Youngstown, or my mother-in-law, Myra, at uh, First Community. I'm just not going to go around them because I think that's selfish. And, and so, or anybody that I know that may be compromised. Like, I, w- I wouldn't go over to the Spielman Center right now. Yeah. Because, you know, those people have... Compromised immune immune systems. So, Uh, by the way, is your mass uh, your your services been canceled this week? Uh, Not that I'm aware. Ours have been for uh, the next two weeks. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I I I, I've been checking and it has not been. uh, Well, the governor's outlawed any uh, gathering of a hundred people or more indoors or outdoors. uh, Not churches are exempt. Our churches are exempt. Malls are exempt. Restaurants are exempt. That's you know, that's why I've been studying up on the coronavirus. You're all over it, man. 
watching Governor DeWine, who, by the way, regardless of your political affiliation, I think has done uh, a great job and, and has made some very difficult decisions. And I no know doubt. people get no upset doubt. about this. There's, you know, who, who knows? But I, again, man, I'm Mr. Caution as caution can be. Mm-hmm. And you I know, know it, it, there, it, there is a civil, a civic duty, and it's our time to act, to sacrifice for whatever we need to do. And things will bounce back. They always do. And just, you know, just keep going on, man. Well, we live our lives from the perspective that God is in control That's, and well, God yeah, has a plan. It helps, and, doesn't and it? We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, right. I, I Look, panic doesn't help. Worry doesn't help. Uh, let's tackle this from a, what I think is an eventuality today, the cancellation of Ohio State spring football, and boil it down to some X's and O's. Um, I think this help, this hurts Ohio State. It hurts every program from a perspective of you all. They all have a position group or something where they'll benefit from spring yeah. ball. Uh, running back at Ohio State comes to mind. With Master Teague injured, they'd like to get a look at some of yeah. these other guys. Secondary, with the loss of Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett, Jordan Fuller, and then with Amir Reap and Jason Wint no longer being a part of the program. Kerry Combs coming back in, new coach. Those are the two positions I thought of. And the other position I thought of was backup quarterback, where they were certainly looking toward a competition between the incoming freshmen, the the two early enrollee freshmen, Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud, to take over as the backup quarterback. This might help Gunnar Hoke hold on to the backup quarterback because those kids, those Stroud and Miller. Now, look, they'll be out there working, and the coaches will be watching them. But in terms of it being – a spring game, scrimmages, 11-on-11, 11 7-on-7, 11, seven seven, that's not going to my solution? Yeah. Again, a week and a half, 10 extra days of training camp. That might happen. And I think that, that would be uh, fair. I think everybody would be on board, including the players. Now, training camps are so much different. I mean, I'm not talking about physical beat yourself up, but, uh, you know, one-a-days. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like when they first report to camp, they have those kind of introduction days yeah you can have 10 basic introduction days where walkthroughs and you can do notepads seven on seven or just shells so you protect your shoulders Mm -hmm. and so i think it would help people tremendously it helped coaches in evaluating and i think from my perspective uh from a coach's point of view and also from a player's point of view i would be all on board about this right now that's what i would do and if i just speaking on that, I just have to say this. If I'm an NFL player, I would get on that freaking voting machine and vote yes right now for that CBA because it ain't getting better, boys. No, it isn't. We want that guaranteed income. You better vote yes. Yeah. So I think we can stipulate that this slows the development of every college football program. Yeah, so it cancels everybody out. Well, Clemson's gotten nine days of spring football in, so they got more. Georgia hasn't started yet. Ohio State got in three or four workouts. So I don't think we can say it's the same everywhere. But it slows everybody within their own, yeah. like what Ohio State could be at the end of spring ball to what they are now. They're not going to be that because presumably they get better when they practice. But there's also a way to look at this in that collectively, Ohio State wants to be a playoff team and win the national championship. So does it hurt Ohio State as much as it hurts some other programs? Now, the number one program, in my view, that is a the initial threat to Ohio State being undefeated and getting into the playoff is Oregon, because they play Oregon yeah. the second week of the season. I would submit that this hurts Oregon a lot more than it hurts Ohio State, because what's the most important position in football? they replaced uh, Justin Herbert. The sure, quarterback. the quarterback's yeah. the most important position. Ohio State is set at quarterback with Justin Fields, and Oregon is looking for a competition to replace Justin Herbert. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I think you can make arguments. I, I, nine practices for Clemson is not going to make the difference to me. In fact um, – Do you know a coach in the world who wouldn't rather have nine than yeah, three? Yeah, here's what I know. All of them. I know this. Uh, I'm a proponent of not having spring football. I'm a I proponent. I am too. I want, that's I on my list. it's a waste of time. That's on my list right here. Is, could this be the end of spring football? It should be the end of spring football. Then what you can do, because these kids are here all summer long, you add 10 days 
to where the coaches can be around and be involved and add 10 days to training camp or under a controlled uh, situation. Uh, this spring football, it, I, it, the only thing it's good for is for some guys to show that, hey, maybe I can get an opportunity to compete during training camp. Mm-hmm. So just eliminate the spring football and have these guys go 10 extra days. I think that's something that needs to be seriously looked at and, and – uh, I think it would be smart and the right way to go. Ryan Day would fight you on that. Ryan Day. Well, of course they would. Now, now we all have a certain hesitance to embrace change. That would be a big change. But I do think you hit on a larger issue, and that is there could be all kinds of um, new paradigms related to what we learn while going through this unusual period like, oh we didn't have spring football oh the world didn't end you know yeah. or i mean outside the sports realm one of the topics people talk about is the escalating cost of college if we find out that college can be done virtually and you don't need all these buildings and you don't need all this uh, is it possible this could result in the, the thing i worry about that is the college experience and and yeah, but boy, the college experience is it worth fifty grand a year? No, I mean maybe they're there if you can do it. I mean they obviously have everybody has online courses that you can take. Yeah. So I just think it might be interesting to see. Well, I think five more, years from now, I can picture myself reading a story of how we do things in twenty twenty five. I agree. I and agree. From twenty twenty, like we wouldn't have tried that if right. not for that. It's going to be summer of twenty twenty. I I think in the workplace. Yeah. And there's Work, going to be studies virtually. done. Uh, are these people more productive working from home yeah. than they are by coming into an office? And I, I think the answer is going to be yes. I really do. I don't know about that because I've been a guy who's worked from home all the time. It's difficult to work from home really? productivity-wise. Yeah, because you can, oh, there's this. Well, you I got to go mow the lawn. To do. I got to go clean the horse stall. Yeah. You have a list of chores. I do. As long as your arm. Well, if I mean, I I just think that there's going to be a lot of um, great innovation and ideas that will come from what we learn from how we're dealing with this right now, and we have to keep our eyes open. That's the thing. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. Obviously, nobody wants to go through this, and I hate it, and I hate it for people. Uh, I I'm going to go to try to go out to restaurants to eat because I want to be able to tip the servers and mm-hmm. and. I saw, did you see where Kevin Love gave $100,000 nice. yes. to the arena workers? I think all players should chip in for those arena workers. Mark Cuban, I, uh, Mark Cuban has been amazingly <laughs> above my expectations for Mark Cuban. His first concern was for the people in the yeah. organization that, you know, the concessionaires and parking attendants and stuff like that who won't have games to go to and get paid on an hourly rate. And then yesterday, he just like, People were like, well, aren't you mad the season's canceled? He's like, look, there are things I don't know. And I submit to the – basically, I submit to the authority of those who do know. And if they, if Adam Silver thinks it's a good idea, then I think it's a good idea. I was like, wow, humility from Mark Cuban. Great job, Mark Cuban. And I think we all could learn from that. Okay, you're on board with me that this could lead to or would you'd be fine with no spring football? Absolutely. All right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, try my luck here. I'm going to push you a little bit more. All right. One of the first thoughts I had when they canceled spring sports and my logic clicked in and I'm like, okay, well, that's the end of spring football practice this spring. Right. Certainly that's coming. I felt bad for those 15 kids, Paris Johnsons, uh, G, uh, you know, G. Scotts, all and on and on and on at Ohio State, who gave up the end of their senior year, which theoretically the greatest time of your life, the end of your senior year in high school, to enroll early at Ohio State. They get three practices. Right. What they expected to get out of this time of year, they're not going to get out of it. I would love to see the NCAA say, no more early enrollees. This is dumb. Let these guys be high school kids. No more early enrollees. If nobody can enroll early, then everybody competes on a level playing field. We did it this way without, I don't know when the first early enrollee was, but it wasn't, what, I don't know, five years ago? Probably longer. I don't than have that. a problem with that. Early I don't enrollees. see the. Why are we taking 
Even I tell my daughter, she she wanted to, one time she came to me, she said, I want to get my first two years of college done before I go to college. I'm going to take all my classes online. Look, I admire the initiative, but it was stressing her out yeah. doing all these classes. And finally I said, why don't you just be 16? Why don't you two, take one class maybe instead of two, instead of three? Let's let the kids be kids as long as we can let them be kids because all of us who are adults know <laughs> You got a long time to be an adult, and being an adult, not that fun compared to being a kid. <laughs> That's true. They don't know that. I wish they did know that. It's just the circle of life, to quote the Lion King. Yeah. Here's here's my experience with that. I I'm all for kids early enrolling. I thought you so would be. about halfway through. A lot of those kids are checked out anyway. If you go to a high school in their mm-hmm. senior year, one of the biggest challenge I had as a parent was to make hey, finish strong. Finish don't be strong. checking out. Yeah. You know. And that's almost impossible to do. They're going to check out early. And and not necessarily, you know, throw it in, throw in the towel, but all of a sudden they're leaving school a little bit before they're supposed to be leaving school. And, you know, I, I was the same way when I think about it as a senior in high school. We all check out just a tad early. I have a stepdaughter who uh, busted her rent throughout the summer, so she graduated a year early so she could go – to school with her sister with her sister i do and like she that. was ready yeah so i do think it's based on the individual and if it stressed stresses which who was it katie, katie. If it stresses katie out then that's not for her like i talked about it with my daughter audrey about do you want to take classes and, and, and graduate early what do you want to do she thought about it she said no i just and and i thought about it and i said no i don't just think that's not your thing right now mm. And because I know she would get stressed out. So I do think it's all based on an individual um, situation. And for some of these kids, and, you know, it's just my experience that if you can remove them from some of the environments that they come from and get them into a structured environment. That's true. Good point. That is only beneficial for that kid. So I think you look at each case like we should many things individually, then make your assessment and judgment. Now that you say that, and in the midst of me thinking it through, I'm thinking, why am I making rules, hard and fast rules for other people? Because you've done that your whole life. Well, yeah, I can say two. (laughs) I always say two things can be true at once. So in this case, two things can be true at once. I can feel bad for Jack Miller, C.J. Stroud, Paris Johnson, on and on and on. But maybe for one of them or five of them or nine of them, this was the absolute right decision. Maybe three of them felt pressured. I don't know. Maybe all 15 it was a great decision. I think I should, in hindsight, let let people make their own decisions, try to have as little um, dictatorial rules as possible, and just, look— have I made decisions in my life that at the time field felt like a really good decision? And then what I look back later to? This is just and like... went, boy, that was stupid. Yeah, we all have. Yeah. Those are what we learned from. Yes. Those yes. are what we learned from. Yes. So I retract like... my earlier proposal. <laughs> I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. Scary. You're like nice and you you actually think before you. <laughs> trying to. No, I didn't think before or I wouldn't have proposed it. In no, I mean, I, I. I can feel bad for those kids. I mean, I wouldn't. I look back on it and I think, man, I loved my senior year of high school. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to give that up. And I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough. Now, I went to Ohio State. These kids are going to Ohio State. Right. Man, I got thrown into Ohio State as a freshman. And I was like, whoo, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah, I was, uh, I was fortunate that I had people like the great Larry Romanoff and others kind of, I felt bad for the regular students because I've always had, I've had guidance. Like you need to be here, here, and here, and here. And that helped. And, and because organization is not one of my strong suits. Uh, Just, I'm a guy that tells, tell me where I need to be at what time and I'll find a way to get there. And so fortunately I had that, but I, I think that the interesting thing about this is, you, you know, and I've learned this too, right, is that um, every situation uh, has its own story, and you make the best decisions uh, off of that story. And when you do that, it, it benefits everybody. And I did not learn that um, until I was a single parent. And my oldest daughter taught me that. And she taught me that by one day saying, 
uh, you got to stop treating me like a seven-year-old. I'm a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. And instead of me getting mad and saying, shut up, do as I say, mm-hmm. not as I do, I that's the first time in my life where I, I really said, why don't I listen for once and gather the information? And I said, and I did, and I said, you're right. And ever since then, we were able to manage and navigate some rough waters mm-hmm. at the time, but we did it with understanding and respect. And then we developed a great way to communicate yeah. a back and forth right. conversation. Based on trust. Yeah. Yes. Well, I remember that time. and uh, For me or for you? For you. Oh, yeah. I remember that time. And um, I know your concern, you were... You were protective. You were ultra protective, understandably so. Your your mistake was rooted in love. Of course. And your correction yeah. was also rooted in love. And that's what we talk about in the, uh, you know, our approach as Christians that's, is do everything yeah. in love. And that's the other thing as Christians, too. I mean, our, for the most part, I wake up and think, I've got great intentions today for everybody. Yeah. Right? Sure. And uh, just because we have great intentions does not mean we don't make mistakes or bad decisions or bad choices. Uh, you know, the intentions are fine. There's still, there's uh, accountability. Uh, and there are consequences for every decision and every choice that we make. But the thing is, as long as our intentions are done in love, usually we'll make the right choice. And if you do and make those choices and decisions and you hold that thought captive to Christ, like it says in Corinthians, you usually make the right choice and make the right decision as opposed to flying off the handle. Like when you brought that up, just that little thing about, um, ah, oh, they should, you, I mean, I'm being the old Bruce. They should stop people coming early. Let them be seniors. Let them enjoy all that. Well, you know, that, that might be, that's not a group, uh, a group decision that might be best for everybody. I think there, the beautiful thing is that what I've learned to do is look at each individual case then make a decision off of that case. And that only comes from my experience of, of hearing some of the background stories of not only these college players back when I worked in college football, but with these NFL players, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, some I mean, circumstances they don't want to be around. Uh, get them out of there as soon as you can. And in college, yeah. too. Yeah. You, yeah. you know? I mean, what do you think? That's why NFL teams will, you know, they'll they'll make an effort to transplant families or yeah. or role models for young guys that may have been in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so speaking of good intentions, but maybe not great execution of intentions, yeah. did you see where the Cleveland Browns have told – uh, Browns backers worldwide organizations. And you remember when we were looking at uh, the Spielman movie project and the number of Browns backers organizations, <laughs> it's like crazy how many there are. Yeah. The Browns have told them if you post negatively about the organization on social media, it will result in the deactiv- deactivation of your official status as a Browns backers organization. So the Browns now are... are- the uh, overlords of free speech. It appears they said they want to stop the mean things people are tweeting and posting about each other. You, you but it says you I mean, post negatively, and if you say the coach is an idiot, is that posting negatively? Yes. Okay. So you can't live in this world then, or you can't you can't be a professional athlete if you can't handle criticism. There's a burden of success there's a burden of being professional there's a burden of leadership right of of you're going to get criticized there's a burden of being uh doing a podcast there's a burden of being on tv every week i mean in other words grow a pair of browns relax have enough self-confidence in yourself that if somebody posts something negative don't respond or don't respond don't let it bother you uh okay we are in a weekend where I would be glued to the television, watching Big Ten tournament, ACC tournament, on and on and on and on. Next weekend, of course, the world stops. Productivity across the nation usually stops. March Madness, everybody's watching games. There are no games to watch. You're in the TV business. Yeah. This gives TV programmers an opportunity to be creative. They've got a 
big, humongous programming hole to fill when you talk about True TV and TNT and all these TBS and everything. They were geared up for round-the-clock coverage. Now they got a big programming hole to fill. What would you like to see on television? What would you propose if you're in there and they say, "Chris, what are we gonna do? What do we put in here? What would you? What would you well, propose?" Well, on the on the on True TV, I would go back to whatever regular programming I have, okay. which, which you know, is that, what, dete- is that a detective? Whatever, channel? yeah. Throw some Columbo up there or okay, something, there or just one more question. Mannix or Mannix Beretta. Nice. Beretta. Don't go to bed with no brace on your head. Red, no, the no. cockatoo. Yeah. Beretta. Beretta was good. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. That's right. Huggy Bear. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Paul I'm Michael. Cr- Barnaby. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. Jed Clampett is a detective. <laughs> Barnaby. <laughs> Boy, we are uh, showing our age, yeah, man. Yeah, Barney Miller. Abe Vigoda. <laughs> well, that was not it was a comedy. Oh. That's one of my all-time favorite comedies. Yeah, SVU. Fish. You can do. SVU. I never got into the SVU. It's I I I don't know. I watch it as like to educate myself and make me paranoid because I have daughters, and so it's yeah, it'll scare you, man. It does, and it makes me paranoid, but it makes me alert. So it's almost I like, like manic. Bring Manix back. That's good. Or Hawaii Five O with Jack Lord. Book them down. Uh, streets of San Francisco. Streets of San Francisco. Michael Doug. Was that Michael and was Mike was Michael and in Kirk Douglas? Well, I found I I actually know, it Kirk. I actually, think. I found uh, um one of my all time on Sundance. Okay. Hogan's Heroes. Oh, well, my daughters watch Hogan's Heroes all the time. I love Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. But I'm a big World War II guy. So here's, so here's the thing. SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. What old detective yeah. show did we not mention that you say, oh, what about this? What about this? And, and the other thing is, what are you going to do this weekend if you can't yeah. watch sports? Can't watch this sports. is why I remember. I was looking forward to watching golf. Now I can't watch golf. I, I really don't watch a lot of sports on TV. I was going to watch Buckeyes, and I'd keep an eye on a tournament or if there was a game that's interesting to me. But it's a chance for me uh, – to eclipse the 250-mile mark for the week. That's how I look at it, as an opportunity. Uh, my wife has been in Florida. She's actually coming home tonight. So that'll be fun just to catch up with her. Um, you know, I, again, this is why I, I think there's other things out there. I think the weather will be decent if it's, I mean, to maybe get outside a little bit. Read a book. I'm going to read books. I'm going to read more books. Really? Yeah, I'm going to read more books. I'm looking forward to that. What kind of books do you read? Uh, I have a book. Uh, well, here it is. Uh, oh, re- Relational Leadership by Ford Taylor. Do you ever Taylor. read like uh, any fiction or anything like that? Or um, yeah, occasionally, I try to make myself better. Yeah. So I'm trying to read. I'm in. I'm into. Well, it's that working. It's, You're much better than well, you used to be. I don't know be. about that. I got, well, I got a lot. Of just time. take a couple more reading. Well, to do. that's true. <laughs> Read the read the Bible more for sure. Yeah, I I know, but don't I mean, okay, I, I get it. You're Mr. Self Improvement. I love it. I'm all about it. But I you mean, would be you... the you and my wife would be the chief beneficiaries of that improvement. <laughs> don't knock it. Well, I am your work wife. You I are guess. the people I spend, I spend the most time with. That's right. Yeah. Um can you think of anybody that these uh cancellations benefit? I can think of one group of people that this benefits. I think we're gonna look back in a month and a half and say, boy, the number of th- people this happened to in 2020 is a lot smaller number than the uh, amount of people this happened to in 2019. Can you, th- can you pick, cancellations? Pick up, yeah, I can do. You pick up on my vibe of who I might be talking about? Well, my, my thought is that uh, because of everybody's is hyper vigilant on being clean and sanitary, Hopefully, it'll uh, transfer over to less flu cases as mm-hmm. we move forward. So, I hopefully, uh, people will benefit from it. But I don't know from a I'm business I'm thinking in I, a sports realm. One, sports. one particular. I'm talking about fired basketball coaches. I think Why? the fact that games are not going to be played in the conference tournament and games are not going to be played in the NCAA tournament, the guys who are on the cusp of of, are we keeping this guy or not? Now, yeah. I don't think Archie Miller's in that group, but I saw Archie Miller's name floated yesterday. And hey, this isn't going to hurt Archie Miller any that he won his last game in Indiana, and they were, you know, they're salty that he hasn't gotten him in the NCAA tournament yet. Yeah. And, you know, Holtman's gotten Ohio State in all three years, and if Ohio State would win a couple games and the comparative thing. I think there'll be coaches who will, were on the precipice 
and then they don't get beat by 20 in the conference tournament or they don't go in the NCAA tournament and lay an egg, and it's like, all yeah. right, we can't pull the trigger on this guy. Yeah, I, I think everybody's going to get uh, a reset yeah. I, I, from that from that point of view. I, I think it's crazy not to. Because right, you just can't. You just can't not, not do that. You don't have a full... You don't have the full uh, right. spectrum to make a decision. All right, let's go to the emails. SpielmanHoodleyPodcast at gmail.com. <coughs> From John, uh, who was a contestant for the Hemisphere Coffee Roasters gift pack and didn't get it, I uh, emailed him and said thanks for the entry. He said, no problem, maybe next time. Have you ever thought about doing a remote podcast with a meet and greet? Well, now, John, I am 100% on board with that. But uh, as you know, this is a two-person show. What say you, Mr. Spielman, about the meet and greet. Not during this time, of course, of <laughs> yeah. high contagious. Well, first of all, I am. People don't know this about me. I'm, I'm a very non-people person. Yes. So, I did. I tell you, um, I would do that. Of course, I'd do that. Sure, you would. But I, I am. I mean, not that I don't like people. I'm just very private person, right? Yeah. So even my kids said something to me. Hey, Dad, you're you're sick, or you have a cold. Um, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll probably just, you know, stay home and be smart, self-quarantine a little bit or whatever. Not to the extent, but. And they said, well, how's that different from anything else that you ever do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you were, I'm going to bet here. You and I, you don't tell me where you go to church on Sunday. I'm going to bet you were. St. John. But I, I'm going to make a guess. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. You were at Rock City last Sunday. I was at both. Okay, because I know because you br- you quoted Psalm ninety one, right? And I saw online Chad Fisher, the pastor at Rock City, did a very good coronavirus yeah he's really application. Hey, Chad Fisher at Rock City, if, uh, your parishioners are listening to this, and I know my boy Doug and hopefully my boy JP now going to Rock City or listen listen to this podcast. Well, that's Rock a C- men's group I do on Tuesday nights at Rock City. Rock City. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Yeah. I see your big building over there in Hilliard. You can yeah, they did a good you job. You can step up. They did do a good job. And uh, and uh, so I I I went to Rock City on Sunday because my daughter's boyfriend got baptized on Sunday, which Great was job, an Matt. amazing. Great job, Matt. Experience immersion. And, yeah. Okay. So anybody listening to this podcast who I, goes to Rock is, is City, okay? I want you to go to yes. I want you to go to Pastor Chad and say HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I'll I'll talk to him. Put it in put it in uh, Pastor Chad's uh, on his Maybe radar. Can, he he uh, helped us with a uh, step up for Stephanie. Awesome. Last year. Uh, this comes from Professor Rick. He says uh, about the Sparty kissing the floor tradition, which I wrote about on si.com. And I said, you know, they introduce they 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 sub a guy, and he hugs everybody, then he goes around and he does this and this and then he kisses the floor, and then Izzo subs, and again it never ends. Rick says the tradition is fine after the game is over. There are rules about how much time you have to substitute, I assume, and force them. Besides, this is a lot to ask of the other team to watch them substitute every 10 seconds, one player at a time. I concur. I concur. Mr. Spielman does not concur. Keep stepping on the man. Izzo. I love Izzo. Uh, This is from Tom. Yes. In Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, Tom. Tom? You can can order online at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Tom says, I enjoy listening to your podcast. I always listen to the podcast on Monday when I'm traveling to my BSF Bible Bible class. My Kentucky fans find it hard to believe that there is a sports podcast with a Christian take to it. So far, I have not been able to get them to listen. The name of your football consulting company is Two Men in a Basement. (laughs) Keep up the good work, Tom. Yes, it is, Tom. I'm sorry your email arrived um, too late to get you into the uh, Hemisphere Coffee. But you can get a 15% discount. 15% discount by using the code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. Uh, or Are you going to put all that up on uh, our yeah, Twitter? Yeah, I'll put all that up on our How Twitter. How many Twitter followers do we have now? Uh, let's check. This is a chance for us to get more Twitter this followers. Is a ch- this people is a, will be we are the, hunkering down. We are growing like the coronavirus uh, of Twitter accounts with our followers. What did I tell you? The other day we talked, it was under 100? Yeah. Correct? Well, let's see if we've topped 200 quite yet. I don't know. It would be amazing. That would be quite amazing we, we will we pass be, my dog we would if be we get viral really it, yes okay well let's see what we have uh 158 okay uh, we shot too high yeah. there. sorry 158 we're following 64 because what who, i do is who are we following 
we follow everyone who follows us. So I have to get step it up and you know hit the follow button on all the people who follow us. So, so here's here's the other thing too. Yes. By the way. By the way, I should read the Twitter notifications on that. It's another way you can get in touch with the yeah. show. So you can tweet us as well. Here's but I don't want you this is what I worry about. Okay. Like when the dark side I try to make Start sure before I tweet so anything because I manage three different Twitter yeah, accounts. That's what mine, <laughs> my SI site, and and we tackle life. So and I, thing, I have yeah. to make sure I'm in the right one <laughs> before I retweet something. Yes, well, yes. I, I don't want uh, I don't want no, no, I don't no. want the Bruce Hooley no. of 2002. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's, let's coming hope not. coming out and and using the we tackle life as the yeah. dark Bruce coming yeah. out to release. Yes. Uh, let's transition to the faith portion of the podcast yes. at this point because that gives me a little uh, way to in in uh, intro to it. One of the things that is so uh, discouraging—it's not depressing because you know I put my faith in God—but it's discouraging to me to see how divisive this coronavirus thing has become. Um, one of the things I retweeted yesterday. For hopefully from the correct account, was a compilation of news clips. Um, we now know that there are people who are saying, oh, you can't say it's the Wuhan virus, you can't say it's a Chinese virus, you can't say it's this or that because it's racist. Well, this clip that I retweeted was a compilation of clips of the very people saying that now who a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, were saying the things that they now pounce on for saying. The reason why... I retweeted that was because what I would love for us to be able to do as a country at this time is be intellectually honest right. with everything. Just be intellectually honest. And I don't feel we are being intellectually honest when we use a virus that is no one's fault. It's not China's fault. It's not Italy's fault. It's not the president's fault. It's right. not anybody's fault. It just is. But you can put a label on something that doesn't mean you're blaming someone. It came from China, just like the Spanish flu came from Spain and the right. swine flu came from pigs and whatever. It's, it's not meant to be a, an indictment. It's meant to be an identifier. So I thought about the spiritual term of unity, and we're all supposed to be uni great. unified in our faith. Unity is different from unanimity. Unanimity is everybody thinks the same thing. Everybody, this we're all together. You can have unity in a church, in a body of believers, without having unanimity. Right yeah. now at our church, we're going through a remodel, and I'm sure there are some people who would like to have the pews redecorated, and I'm sure there's some who'd like to have the theater seating, and I'm sure there's some who'd like to have chairs you move in and out or whatever. We can't all be in unanimity. Not everybody can get what they want. Correct. But we can be in unity. We can be like, oh, okay, we're going to go with theater seating? Great. I support that 100%. We're in the midst of a coronavirus, and I think this leader should have said this, or I think this leader should have said this. He, I don't agree with everything he said, so we're not in unanimity. Yeah. But I can reach out to an old person in my neighborhood who would be in would purportedly be in peril or maybe be in peril if they went to the store I can reach out to them and I can say is there anything I could grab at the store for you I'm 40 years old and I'm healthy and I'll be happy to go to the store for you yeah. so we can be it's in a great we can be That's in a... unity without being in unanimity and we can hopefully be intellectually honest with each other through this time, yeah. because I believe that is holding to the spirit of doing everything in love. Yeah, First Corinthians uh, 16, 14. 14. 13 do, and 14. Yeah, well, 13, yeah. But 14 is do everything in love. Yeah. Hey, Noah. Noah Spielman. You want to put Noah Spielman on the podcast on speakerphone? Hey, Noah. Noah, you're on live air. You're on live on the podcast. How are you? <laughs> I, was just, I was actually just listening to Wednesday's episode. Oh, did you like it? That's a good loyal son. Uh, I just started it on my on my drive. Oh, okay. How many times was Bruce wrong? Or how many times did he say he was a state champion? He usually gets that in about four or five times a show. 
Noah, wouldn't you get that in? Wouldn't you get that in if you were me? I would try my best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Noah was the original hooligan, everybody. Yes, he was. Don't, he don't was, live in the past. He was actually Bruce Hooley for one Halloween one year. So, oh boy, I taped a goatee on him. Just went around yelling at everybody, barking at dogs. <laughs> he carried a computer and typed at everybody, typed nasty emails. <laughs> I'll call you after we're done with this. All right, All right Noah. Take care, buddy. <laughs> Good. See you, Noah. Good man. He's a great kid. Yes, he is. I love that kid. Yes, he um, is. Okay, so we were talking about unity and unanimity. Well, that's what I unanimity. said at the beginning of the show. I mean, it's an opportunity to hit the reset button and, and for our leaders to hit the reset button. And... You know, we can go back and forth and name call and all that, but, you know, let's just take a step back and come together and figure out solutions together. It's it's other, it's other an opportunity for us. Like you said, that's a great idea. If you know somebody that is elderly and can you do something for them, do it for them. That's, that's awesome. I, I, that's why I think this is from uh, adversity is, is born great opportunities. And, and this is an opportunity. I look at this as an opportunity for for a, a, a lot of folks, I mean, obviously I'm concerned and I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't like uh, all the, the stress that it comes. I don't like people hoarding toilet paper. Bottled water. Bottled get water. Get your bottled water. You know, but I do think that we do, and I, I go back to what Houston said, there is a civic duty, and it, it's our, our opportunity to do it. If you can afford to go out to eat, and go out to eat. And if you're not sick or you don't have a cold or anything like that, go out to eat and, and give a good tip to mm-hmm. those that may need it. This is, I mean, just little acts of kindness like yep. that. Yep. It's a great opportunity. I am reminded of, because I have to remind myself, because I do get stressed and I worry, like everybody. So I'm reminded this morning of how big God is uh, and that what am I stressing about, Okay. I mean, this is the God that I serve. So it starts out, it's important to remember that God is in control these uncertain times, just as he has been from the very beginning. Thus, the universe is unfolding just as it should be. After all, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He covers the sky with clouds and supplies the earth with rain, makes the grass grow on the hills. Psalm 147.8. He determines the number of stars and calls them by name. Great is our Lord, mighty is power. His understanding has no limit. Psalm 147, 4 and 5. So be strong, courageous, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. That's Mm -hmm. a classic and a good one. Yes, it is. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. 1 Peter 3.12, don't do evil, do good. Intellectually honest. And for this, in this, for the foundations of the earth are the Lord's upon them. He has set the world. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. Know, if you're listening to this, Know that you serve a really big God. You sure do. And know that God has it. And we have a saying in our house, and we hear it, and it's a popular saying. And when kids get anxious or I get anxious, I'm reminded um, to let go, let God. And uh, that doesn't mean you don't take responsibility, but look, I control what I can control. God's going to control what he can control, and that's everything. And I do think when you look at this situation that the world is going through in our country, in the state of Ohio, and all the way down to your house, this is an opportunity. It's a great opportunity to reconnect and to take a step back and take a breath, work from home and say, hey, wait, this, this is not bad. Just let me, whatever obstacles or challenges are in front of me, let me look for opportunities within those challenges and be, come out of this better. And I think we will. I think we'll come out of I really believe we're going to come out of this better as a country. I hope so. I, I really have a believe fear that. that we can't be in unity like we were after 9-11. I have a real fear that uh, I, this is the thing that I thought. Are we 20 years later than 9-11? Are we no longer capable of being in unity? I certainly hope that's well, not the epitaph I, I, of the I current think virus. as a country we are, maybe in, in the, the leadership, maybe not so, not as much. But well, I think We're as, only going to be as good as our leadership. Um, 
I mean, the, the beautiful thing is we can control the leadership. That's right. That so it's thing. it's a brilliant way of governing. By the it way, certainly is. Uh, remember, email the show spielmanhooleypodcast@gmail.com. Hemisphere coffee. Hemisphere coffee co- doing good. Hemisphere coffee roasters. Good coffee doing good. Order it online. Use the promo code in all caps. We tackle life. You'll get fifteen percent off. We thank Paul and Grace and Andy and everybody else. We thank you for listening. Be safe this weekend. Be kind to your neighbors. See if you can do something for someone else. It'll make you feel good as well. Have a great weekend.